Yo, what's up? It's episode two of the podcast, Your College Friends. It's your girl, B, and of course, I'm joined with my friends. I got my girl, Ray. Hey, guys. And Lionel. What's up, what's up? Today, we have a very special guest. We got our guy, James. And can't forget about my girl, Tati. If you all know me, what up? <laughs> <laughs> about this subject it got really heated and you know what i wanted to table it because i felt like this would be a great podcast and we bring it to the red table because the question that i want to talk about is about relationships but in particular interracial relationships so what i want to bring to you guys is can you be a woke black person or pro-black and be married to a white person i will say that you can but you don't found a very small percentage of a white person you know what i mean there's not many white people out there like that you don't scour the earth i have to say most of these people (laughs) i don't know why you're laughing i'm very serious most most (laughs) most non-black people are not pro-black so for you to then go out and find somebody you have found the the diamond in the rough as they say do i believe that most people have found that person no you know most beckys really want to date the dantes they don't want to march for the Dantes, you know what I'm saying? That's okay. what I was going to say. I was going to say, if your partner who is white is not going to stand up to their racist granny for you, not even granny, because granny could die in like the next five years and they just don't want to upset her, but parents... Well, dang. Wow. wow. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> but if, if they're not willing to, to stand up for you and with their parents, that's not that's not the partner for you, honey. But what's funny is that we actually have, we brought our, our guy James on the podcast because he is in an interracial relationship. So James, I really want to hear what you got to say about this. It's just like what uh, Ray was saying. I mean, it really does just depend on the type of person because if they're not willing to defend you, then uh, it's probably not for you. Mm. I mean, but okay. Can I ask you a personal question, James? Why are you attacking <laughs> Just ask. Okay, just ask. <laughs> okay, I should ask the question. I know how comfortable you felt about your personal relationship, but if you feel comfortable, I would love to ask you: Do you feel like the person you're dating, like I said before, do you feel like they are an advocate for the black community, like they are pro-black? Um, I believe in some ways, and some ways they may not be as much. Um, they we've definitely talked about a few scenarios where I would end up meeting some of her extended family who were a little bit more uh, closed-minded. Racist. Racist. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Hey, he's trying not to get in trouble the with the in-laws, okay? Say the truth. <laughs> They're a little bit more racist. And then I think when she first told them about me, they, they reacted the way uh, a racist person would react. Which is? I don't really know what exactly. Well, they were conf- very confused on why they she decided to choose um, a nigra, somebody who was black. <laughs> <laughs> a nigra. 
James is like walking on my hot coals right now. That's true. Really? How do I not? He's like, I got to My, my girlfriend dog probably gonna listen to this. Dog house. <laughs> 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 he basically just told them that, like, you know, no matter what race, it, it really shouldn't even depend like that. Like, it really, honestly, for me, it doesn't really matter. Um, so she just explained that to them that, like, you know, it didn't shouldn't really matter. I guess in a way she she didn't really see color, I guess, but they did. So I I feel like that she's very pro black. I guess you could say. I mean, I let me say this. I'm not once you're gonna love who you're gonna love. My thing though is that are you willing to at least try to understand when it's brought to you and say, hey, like people are looking at me a certain kind of way or people are you know treating me differently. Um, are you going to, is the significant other, the white person, because I dated a white boy in college. So is that person, was he open and willing to say, you know what, I might not be able to see the looks that you get, but I can at least try to understand it. You know, I, it might not make me feel a certain way. I might not see what you see, but talk me through it. I want to learn. So I think if they're open to learning and saying, okay, let me try to see where you're coming from and not make you seem like you're crazy. Mm. Like, no, no one is looking at you. Cause I just watched the I don't know if I can say this, but I just watched the movie Barry on Netflix, which was really, really good. And a part of it, like you see Barack Obama dating his little white girl in college or whatever, and he got frustrated in that. If y'all haven't seen that movie, it's really good, good movie. Go see it. But you see him trying to talk to her, like, do you see the people staring? And she's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And so that's the part I have a problem with. Like someone is telling you that people are staring at me. People are looking down at me and things like that because I'm dating you, because I'm walking through these streets of New York in a black community with you being a white girl on my arm. And she wasn't willing to recognize that. And so I guess for me, if I'm gonna be woke as a black person, then you can't marry someone who is just ignorant to the idea of race. I will say, you don't know that a woke non-black person exists until you meet a woke non-black person. And I think that expectation doesn't come until you meet and you date and you're friends with someone who really is pro-black, who's not black. And like I said, there's not many out there, but I've met them and I've been astonished that they're actively learning. I didn't even tell them. They were actively learning. They had already been educating themselves and they were willing to use their privilege to fight for me. And I, they didn't, with no hesitation, they didn't have to ask me, are you uncomfortable? They saw me as a friend. They saw my blackness and they decided I'm going to use my power as a white person to defend you and be there for you in any way I can. And again, most people are not like that. Right. But when you find them, they're worth dating, I feel like. But did you have to bring it up to them, Ray? Did you have to tell them like, how like the situation or did they recognize the situation on their own they recognized it immediately and i and i think it's the difference between a lot of people in the south i would say are are a lot are different into where i think they're a little bit desensitized to racism Mm -hmm. they feel like it's just their culture it's how it is so i was very astonished when i started making friends outside of the south and i mean like it was like we're going to gang up like no one's gonna put you like that Mm -hmm. that was the attitude I don't have to say nothing. Because I'm usually, I when I have these situations where I'm the victim, I hate saying this, like a victim of racism because I don't feel like I'm a victim, but it just happens. I'm just like, I just move on. Like, I'm not going to sit here and like fight to get into a club. I'm not going to ask why someone says something rude to me like that. I'm not going to ask why someone's following me around a store. Like, I have better things to do. Like, if I got mad every time that somebody- Where are you mad? I will. I'll be working. <laughs> no, I just move on. But it wasn't until I had friends around me who were not going to move on. Right. They're like, absolutely not. We're not going to move out. Mm. That's only why men I'll be able to date. Facts. I, I, I don't move on. I, I agree. <laughs> you gotta explain to me. I, see, I feel like I don't get 
how people can't be woke, like how it automatically makes people not woke when you're dating a white person. Like, uh, I think it was Michael B. Jordan or something like that. And say he was they like, so, say they so. Yes. <laughs> he was like, he had pictures with the white girl. And like, <laughs> all of a sudden, he was like, he wasn't woke anymore. He's like, oh no, <laughs> did you not see this? Is this you, Michael B? Like Michael a, B. Jordan sleeps with all women of all colors. He's a little sleuth. But yeah, he basically- Equal like, opportunity uh, employer. That's what he is. <laughs> He's an equal opportunity employer? <laughs> yes. Like the D has no, it, it doesn't care. They don't see color. Exactly. <laughs> Only color it sees is pink. So- <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. 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 This is why the podcast is explicit so. right now. Because of that comment like that. But Lionel, wait, I want Lionel to explain real quick. Are you saying that he was dating her? Because I didn't catch that part. Are you saying he was dating her and then he wasn't woke anymore because he was dating her? Or? No, he was, he had pictures with the white girl. Like he was, I, it was like some pictures resurfaced with him with a white girl or something. I don't think they were dating, but I feel like I see a lot, especially on Twitter, where you have like a black dude not dating a, a a black woman and all of a sudden when they try to speak out about racism or whatever then it's like bro you're dating a white dude so shut up and so i feel no, like there's true. a lot of the like in our community that is a lot very harmful as well as like racist people because they see these people and all of a sudden you're going to reject them because they're of who they fall in love with I won't lie. I'm one of them people on Twitter who, if a black dude's trying to speak out and he didn't work, I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> I, I, I won't lie. Oh my I, was, God. I was one of them. Like, I won't lie. But I think that just dates back to, I think, I guess, black women in general just feeling like they're spat on and shat on, especially by black men. So when I saw a dude stepping out of his race, a black dude stepping out of his race, especially dating a white girl, it just made me feel all types of way, even though regardless of if that specific dude ever shot on a black girl, he just, in my head, spoke for his entire race. And that's that's honestly why. How, how does that negate someone's wokeness by being in a relationship? And I think that's the question I'm trying to ask is like, in what way does dating a white woman negate your wokeness or your pro-blackness? In terms of what Dr. Umar says, now, he's a fool. <laughs> Dr. Umar is a fool, and I usually don't take anything he says seriously, but he did say that the coon chip activates. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> the coon chip activates when there is white influence. And so the question is... <laughs> <laughs> that if you as a black person have a lot of white influence going on where do your priorities lie i know this sounds stupid when i'm quoting him but think about what he's saying he that's what he's saying automatically by dating and he this is what he believes and i'm not saying i believe it too but he's saying automatically if you are dating a white person if you are submerged in white culture if you are getting most of your income from white people which is why he says celebrities are also coons are you <laughs> are you acting in your in your race's best interest or in the interest of the culture that you are receiving income and validity from but i'm confused what does that have to do with being married though because you receive validity from your partner, like from your yeah. spouse. From a white person. Yeah. Is what and your relationship is working with them. Right. They, they, they do all the things and give you all the things a good relationship also. So it's like, 
you know, a, a me dating or a female dating a white man. It's like whatever in terms of, I'm not saying it has to be like this, but in terms of like protecting and providing and loving and all that good stuff, they give you all of that. So why would you jeopardize your whole marriage? But I feel like if that, like if you were married, you would want to have the same amount of care on both sides. You know what I'm saying? So if you got to worry, it, it, but uh, but it should be. I feel like if you got to hide who you are and like the fact that you're more likely to be shot by a, a police officer because it makes your partner uncomfortable, then that's not like that's not the really like that's not love at all. Sometimes you don't have to hide it. Like, let's be honest, dude. Like, you walk in the streets. Do you feel like you and individually can we say as a collective that we deal with racism every single day? No. So if you're if you deal with racism like every quarter, you know, or even t- twice in a month or four times in a month, once a week, you're not necessarily. And you come home and you rant to your spouse about that, and they give you the kind of love you need, like, babe, it's okay or whatever. Ignore them. They're ignorant. They make you feel better. I mean, they might not be woke and doing anything for the black culture, but they make you feel better. Are you really going to jeopardize the stability of that relationship and the love you get for the culture? Yes, because if you can't, if you're going to be like, nah, nah, you don't know what you're talking about. You know, When I literally get pulled over for nothing, when I have a, a police officer point a gun at your head for no reason, and you're going to say, oh, that was nothing. Like if you cannot understand or try at least try to sympathize or empathize with whatever I, as a black person, am going through. Then, then you obviously don't love me as a as a person. Like you don't. To Lionel's point, though, like, bruh, it's tough because honestly, like, being black is more than just like the racial stuff. I think that that's what comes up, like the 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 racial it, like inequality that we face outside of our homes, but also like, I don't need nobody asking me about my bonnet. I'm gonna be weird, like I work from home, so my bonnet is on 24 seven. Matter of fact, I bought two new ones so I could rotate them out. <laughs> like, and I feel like there's so many of those things as a black woman I deal with, but I'm so curious from the men, do you feel like there are certain things you just like don't want to explain to your non-black partner? Not really. I mean, no, I can't really say that there is. Like your picks, your do rags. I mean, well, I don't your have your music. A... Nothing. <laughs> he said he doesn't have How do you get waves? They're I don't get waves. I have a, a nappy afro. What do you? <laughs> Anyways, um, I will say when we, uh, when I first started dating, um, the common question I had is they would find my pick. And they'd uh, immediately start, like, like picking my hair. And, like, uh, they'd, like, mm-hmm. take it as a joke. They're like, am I doing it right? And at first, it, it was a little... I, I It was... I'm not going to... It was just annoying the whole way through. <laughs> I didn't feel like <laughs> she was explaining to this, like... Like, not just sound, like, rude or anything. I didn't feel like explaining to this white girl that, like, this is how I comb my hair. Please put it down. Like, this is no <laughs> um, And I feel like the person with now... Um, they they really don't do it. Uh, I think it's because they saw the negative reaction I had <laughs> to when other people did it. Okay. So they kind of know, like, Girl, bro. not do that. So you've been serial dating white women. Hello? Y'all should see my face. You're serial I mean, dating it's, white women. It, it, it's, it's only like one or two people. 
but like the person I'm with now that we've been friends for like a while so she's seen me mm-hmm. with like with like like other people so she knows like that like I really don't like when people like like pick my hair and they ask me like hey, dehumanize you, you. Right? right right yeah, yeah they're, that's they're, dehumanize I want to ask if you dated a black girl James but maybe not <laughs> no <laughs> cut that off the hey that's okay that's okay <laughs> I mean, I don't have a way. To, I, the answer is just no. I I don't have any follow up. Like, no, I'm not even. I'm not shading you. I'm not. You don't have to cut it because I'm not shading you, James. Like, I didn't date a black man until my husband, so I'm not even shading you. But I really just wanted to know. Wow. So what about for you, Lionel? Because you, Lionel, you are in an interracial relationship, especially yeah. because your girl, your uh, wife is hotter than you. Um, what? Wow. <laughs> That's valid. That's valid. Yeah. That is valid. Valid. Um, we love her. So what about I date you? Up. You dated up once and you got lucky. Wow. But for Lionel, for you, like what has been your um your experience navigating that with your wife? Yeah, um, I think it's different because my wife is from the Netherlands, so she's not from America. It's, I mean, I think it's different because their history of racism isn't as ingrained, though they do have a lot of racism. Uh, it, they started the slave trade, fun fact, the Netherlands did. So, but it's not as like ingrained as it is here in America. So when she came over here initially, she didn't understand all of the racism that, you know, was here. And, mm-hmm. but she was open and willing to understand from my point of view everything that was happening. Plus she was around like the times that it happened and I had run-ins with the police officers. I guess that helped her to understand like, yo, this is a real thing. Um, but I don't think it's that tiring because her father is very doesn't really know and he's very curious about everything. So he's asked about my pics and about my ways because you know, I got the hurricane on my head. Uh, <laughs> he's asked about that and about my do-rag and stuff like that. But I think it's like a cool opportunity to like educate and explain my culture to these two people that don't exactly know my, like, my culture. I'll find it dehumanizing. <laughs> that what would you do if your child brought home a white partner nothing (laughs) absolutely nothing you wouldn't like try to educate them on what it's like today like you would at least like i mean i don't know like from my personal experience like when when i first told my mom like she she honestly she had no, like no reaction like she actually didn't react. well you were serial dating so she was used to it at that point <laughs> actually she was not <laughs> Look, the other, the other i'm gonna break out of character for a second we knew that it was not gonna be no black woman who walked <laughs> <laughs> we were well prepared <laughs> we saw that band and we were like all right there's one black girl <laughs> I'm gonna just act like I didn't hear it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, from my experience, like my mom, uh, she she didn't really she didn't really care. I mean, like I just straight up told her I was like, yeah, she's white, and then my mom's like, it really doesn't matter to me, and I was like, all right, and I left. End of conversation. So for me, I mean, it, it doesn't really matter. But what you've met about your girl's like family, you wouldn't at least give your child like a warning, like perhaps you should see what the parents think. 
Um, I don't really know because I, I, I'm going to keep it 100% with you. I haven't really had uh, more than two interactions with her parents in like the year that we've been dating. Um, most of them were just like, uh, actually I did meet them, but they didn't know. I don't think they still really know that I'm, I'm dating. I don't really know. Yeah. It's it's kind of weird right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> that it is possible that I could have started dating her and then met her parents. And then they could have been like, we didn't know he was black. And then it could have gone south from there. Um, which which is a, is a definitely a possibility. I, I guess I just got lucky. But like, okay. what are even about? <laughs> like, I feel like we met these people. They had an attitude. The brother was going out wilding. Like, you would have given no one a warning that this perhaps could happen. I mean, yeah, I would give them my you know my personal experience. Like, hey, you know, watch out. Their brother might end up saying that systematic racism is fake. Um. Oh boy. But I mean, you know, oh that that's another conversation. Yeah. I mean, I feel like y'all are playing the now game. And this don't always work, don't get me wrong. But with my kids, like when from young, and I'm Nigerian, from young, like our parents expose us to Nigerian culture, Nigerian themes or whatever. Like I feel like I'm gonna start playing this game of who you gonna marry from when you're little. Because I will tell you, I'll be very, very hard pressed if my child brought home a white partner. Like I'm not even gonna try to be politically correct about it. And that is just I because honesty. Be, yeah. And that is just because of my experience with this. Like I, first of all, with white people, what I've noticed in my experience, there's a difference between being a relationship with a black person when you bring home a black person and when you say you want to marry them. I got the whole different back end of a treatment as soon as my college boyfriend started talking about the idea of marriage with his family and that they were a whole different kind of person. And I think that's true in all cases. And for me, when I started receiving that treatment, because I'm not a mom yet, but as a mom, I know I'm going to fiercely love and want to protect my child. I will not let my child marry into any kind of family that looks down upon them because of their skin color. It might not be the mom, but it'll be the daddy or be some kind of uncle or aunt. Find me a white family that ain't got a racist person. <laughs> then we can start talking. I'm talking about like aunt, uncle, the people who come over to your house for holidays. And when you are married, that you invite to your wedding. And when you have babies and that your babies will be spending time with, if you can find me a white family that none of those people at the wedding are going to be racist towards my child and look down on my child and my grandchildren, then I will allow my child to marry into that. But until then, I'm going to let my kid know, no, like Jesus is going, I'm a Christian. So the Lord could also work on my heart. I'm open to it. But <laughs> as of now, as a, as a I came into this agreeing, disagreeing with um, Toddy's what she's saying, but after hearing her talk and say his <laughs> I gotta say I'm leaning towards it. And I apologize to all y'all. I know Lionel and James, y'all probably happy, whatever. But like, I would say as a parent, you do want to shield your child from as much pain as possible. And I'm not saying it's right. I'm not sure you can always do 100%, but you do whatever you can. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say all races, not even white. If you are non-black, there is stereotypes that are against black people that most of them believe. And I feel like it's not as so much of a conversation of like, you can't date outside your race. But I would have that conversation before they were dating, even when they're getting to that, like, you know, preteen age where you're looking around people. 
like understand that when you are going to be leaving your race, these are the battles you'll likely be fighting. Because as we saw this little summer, we thought everybody was on the same page of understanding what racism was and not to be racist. Surprise! <laughs> they didn't know. <laughs> Surprise! Racism is alive and well. It's still working in people's hearts. People still talking about black on black crime. People are still talking about, you know, maybe he should have just been wearing that hoodie. People still believe that stuff. And I really would hope that in the next generation, like, they won't believe it. But there are, there are going to be some people that I don't. don't there's still going to be people. And so I don't think it's a conversation again of like, you can't date that person, but just knowing that like you will have more hardships. Honestly, I feel like it's just like cultural differences is a huge issue with interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like that, I feel like, and you being married, that's just something that you should already in your mind, get ready for. And I think like, yeah, you as a parent, Parents should like, yo, hey, let me, I like your per, your choice of a partner, but let me let you know what you're about to get into. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. But I, I feel like just a lot of the issues to overcome are cultural and also external forces from like extended family yeah. members and looks. Yeah. And Absolutely. at the end of the day, if what you have between each other is strong enough, then what Omima got to say ain't got to matter because she's going to be in the grave the next three to five years. So, like, Fact. let it ride. Mm-hmm. Can you wait it out? That's the question that's, you got to ask true. yourself. Can you wait out the death? But but I think that that, that is what relation... It's risk and reward. Yeah. So it's also, like, for the sake of that relationship, what are you willing to give up? And that's the same thing that that's the conversation that I had with Tati's college boyfriend. Are you willing, you want to marry this girl? Are you willing to cut off ties with your family if it comes to that? Because at the end of the day, if you really loved that person, your partner, you're not going to subject them to things that are going to hurt them just for the sake of this is my family and that's just how they are. Like if I was like, my family is not racist. Um, I don't really feel like I need to say that, but... <laughs> Like, but I'm saying that if my family really felt some type of way about, uh, God forbid, me marrying a white man, um, my thing is, <laughs> <laughs> cut that out. Um, no, keep it in, keep it in. Um, but if my family felt some type of way about me marrying a white person, like, I'm not going to, because I love that person, I'm not going to subject them to my family's comments or my family's view. I just won't F with my family like that. And what sucks, like imagine if you cut off your whole family and that whole left. <laughs> <laughs> and she took half Cause you best believe you're gonna show up to that barbecue and we gonna be gonna look at you sideways. Oh, they're gonna you. I guess Stacy wasn't worth it. Would you like to play? You wanna play, baby? Yeah. That's that's I feel like that honestly is the greatest fear. It's like I give up everything for you and then we don't work out. And now I got nothing. Nah, you we gonna work out. Uh-uh. We gonna work, work out. Okay, you don't got no option. You all I got left. But you know what's really not worth it? What? Men. Who ain't yes. to our next segment. Ba-da-da. All right, um, we got a few toss-up here. It was really, really hard for me to choose a good one. Uh, All right, I think I'm going to go with this one, just to bring some levity in the conversation. So my 
boyfriend sleeps in a nest of clothes and towels. Oh, I thought it was just nest, period. I thought it was like, throw it away. It's a bird. Your boyfriend is a bird. My boyfriend sleeps in a nest of clothes and towels and refuses to buy a bed. They've been dating for three years. And she she visited his apartment this week and amazed to see that in his bedroom there was no bed. Instead, there's only a huge pile of clothes and towels in the middle of the room. My boyfriend said it's his nest and that he sleeps in it. I cannot believe it. He showed me how he does it. Kind of curls up in a ball in the middle of piles, some clothes and towels on top of him, and that's how he sleeps. He told me he never had a guest in his nest before, and she was welcome to try it. It turns out the reason why he had not invited her over and he spooled three years is because he was embarrassed. Um, so they decided to have a little sleepover in the morning. The boyfriend found that she had moved to the couch so she could sleep, not in the oh, nest. Oh, no. <laughs> he woke her up and said, why do you hate my nest? Um, she said it was weird, uncomfortable, smelly. Does he wash the clothes? He said he doesn't need to wash them because he doesn't wear them. They're just what? nesting materials. Oh, Jesus. That's some white shit. Let's just say <laughs> <laughs> He said that if we were going to take this to the next step and move in together, I would need to accept his nest. Oh. <gasps> I said, if we move in together, we're getting a bed. He said he would rather never sleep in a room if he couldn't use a nest. And then she was like, we'll possibly get a two-bedroom. He took offense to it. They haven't talked since. Oh. What should they do? What are you wow. willing to give up? Girl, she, what do you need to do? You haven't talked to him. That's the right decision. <laughs> don't talk to him again. I mean, what? I don't feel like there's anything wrong with him wanting to have a nest. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh, James, James okay, I'm listen, telling you, this is the wrong place to sleep. If it's, if if it's like a safe space for him, it's like a comfortable place for him to sleep. I, I, I mean, okay, I'm not saying that I completely agree with the idea of sleeping on dirty clothes. I will say that if it's somewhere where, I mean, he feels comfortable sleeping, I really don't feel like it's like 100% like an issue. It's absolutely what about her comfort? But what about her comfort? What about her? Dang. Wow! What you mean? What about her? He's saying that when they when they move said, in, she's gonna her? have to sleep in that nest too, bro. So Wait, she don't okay, gotta okay. be comfortable. So does he have a mattress? No. Well, I mean, why can't they just go to her apartment? I mean, I mean, I feel like if she really has that big of an issue with the nest, like she just shouldn't go over there. She should. But they're gonna. Married. But what if they they're get looking married? to take it to the next step? Yeah. <laughs> they want to move He's in all... together. Listen, my thing is this. First of all, girl, um, you're you're not dating a man. You're dating a bird. Let's go ahead and make that clear. That is a that is a big bird that you're dating, okay? With the beak and all. Second of all, there's nothing left to do. The only thing that's left to do for you, honey, is to delete the phone number and block him on social media because you should not be dating a bird. That's called bestiality. <laughs> so I will say this is like a really extreme case, but I feel right. like a lot of times when girls start dating guys, they they have habits. Oh, uh, that's true. They have habits that don't show the best cleanliness. Yeah, man, be dirty. That's true. They, that's a segment. It's obviously they're not. I don't want to say like homemakers because women aren't homemakers, but it's obviously they don't know what it takes to upkeep an adult home. Uh, so in these cases, as a woman, whether your man sleeping in a nest, he's using four one shampoo, conditioner, moisturizer. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess at what point do you feel like you're taking on some responsibility that you become his mother and teaching him 
what you do as a grown man and do you just deuce? Honestly, I don't believe in raising grown men, period. So I'm not about to, I'm not about to teach you nada. I want you to come fully loaded like a car, <laughs> like ready to, ready to drive off the lot. I need you oh ready to gosh. drive off the lot. I'm not trying to put you into maintenance, you know? And I'm willing, and the thing is, while my belief is extreme, I'm also willing to wait for that person to come. I'm willing to, I'm willing to be single for the next 40 years Jesus. so that he can become fully formed. I'm not, I'm not 40 a years? she's on that Moses she's on that nunch (laughs) (laughs) I'm willing to wait because I'm not going to teach any grown man like you're like for me it's just like you should know how to load your dishwasher okay you should know that you should know how to make your bed I'm not teaching you the basics of human life and upkeeping your home. I'm not going to teach you that. But it's not fair because men are raised in a culture where they're taught that from young age. I mean, we were in college I don't care. and we met men who did not do their own laundry. Yep, yeah. that's college. So one, that's yep. different. You're a child. You're still child adjacent when you go to college. Now you're in your 30s. If you don't know how to do your own freaking laundry by the time that you're in your 30s, I'm, I don't have no business being in a relationship with you because that means not. that your life has not evolved. You have not evolved as a human being. You're not formed. But we're not, so. we're not talking about we're not talking about what the person can do or what he's learned. We're talking about certain habits that Birdman got. And obviously Birdman, <laughs> Birdman. <laughs> just happened to have nest, empty nest syndrome. Okay? Empty nest. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like every guy has had a nest before. Yeah, you know I, what like, I'm I feel like I've been to multiple guys' houses and they just have a mattress with like yeah. clothes and shit that yeah. they just sleep on. And it's yeah. Yeah, that's not okay. I no, but that that's not okay. Less, because nobody, less than nobody taught me how to buy furniture. I figured it out on my own. So I feel like also as a man, you should also realize that you need that you need your bed to be off the floor. But that's a desire though. That's Wait, a, a want. If they're mattress. comfortable. I mean, like yeah. if you have a mattress, yeah. I don't really I'm sorry. I'm not sleeping on nobody's floor mattress. James, are you trying to tell us you have a nest on your mattress? I at one point I did. I just yeah. like it's just a pile of clothes that are sitting there and like I'll sleep on it for a couple of nights oh and then it's God. time to wash it up. Wait, 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 James. A pile of clothes on a mattress or on the floor? I have like I have my bed, right? Uh-huh. And then I'll, like on my bed, I have like a pile a of pile, clothes. Yes. Oh, a yes. pile, yes. A pile of clothes. Instead of like moving them like somewhere else, like I'll just sleep on them. Let me ask you this. Let me ask the men this. <laughs> when you lay on these so these so-called nests in your bed. Do you wash the clothes again before you put no. them in your closet? No, oh, of course not. Oh they, nobody God. would wear them. Why would you wash them again? That's a waste. Baby, that's baby. a waste. Baby. That's yeah, disgusting. I haven't worn them yet. Why would I wash them? Do you exactly. have to get them to your mattress? Because the same reason you, you slept wash on them. The yeah, I know I slept, slept on, on them. Bro. I was the one who put them there. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I'm not going to wash clean clothes. That's Yo, a waste y'all are sick. It is a waste. That's a waste of water. Y'all are sick. It's waste. I agree. But James, wait, I really want to understand. If you wash your sheets that you sleep on, why don't you wash the clothes you sleep on? I, I think we're to... hitting a deeper issue. James, do you wash your sheets? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, wait, let's let him answer. I, I will say. <laughs> I already know the answer is BS. No. I already know what the answer is. 
I do need my mother to remind me every once in a while. Oh, no. I do, but there have been times where my mom does need to remind me because I am forgetful. First of all, the fact that you said you need your mom to remind you once in a while means that you already watched your feet once in a while. (laughs) And that's a problem. Okay, but the wild thing is, is that, so James is is a young adult. He's a new, he's a very, very new adult. But at James's age, I would say most women were changing their sheets. Yeah, All right, well, I'm not like you then, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the question is, this is minute segments. The question is, why are y'all like this? Because exactly. listen, listen, I can get out the shower. I can literally sleep in on any condition. I fall asleep yes. on my own floor right next <laughs> yes. to my bed. My bed can be perfectly made, and I will fall asleep on the floor next to it. Mm-hmm. Why are y'all mm-hmm. like this? Because I'm telling you, once I get comfortable, it's game over. I'm not getting up. You know, I, I, I'll just fall asleep. Ain't anywhere. that the truth? That's, that's right. true because, like, my husband can fall asleep anywhere. It don't even matter where. I'm so curious. If a girl sees a guy in a nest, she's like, "What do I do? Should I like introduce him into a bed? Would a guy do the same thing for a girl? No, no, they would not. No, no. we crawl up right next to them. I oh, call up right next to someone that nest. Nah, y'all would leave. Oh, nah, would bro. Because let's just be honest, the nesting is hella weird. Y'all it, would no, bounce. It is. it is. No, it is. You would bounce. Okay, strictly nest, like no mattress, just like clothes on the floor. That's a little weird. That's weird. weird. That it is before. weird. It's not. It's, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not it's not for me. I'm trying it. It's not for me. It's not. It, it doesn't hit the same as a bed. Um, <laughs> don't really, don't really know why he's continuing you? to do this, but. No. Also, the fact that let's talk about the fact that she had been dating for three years when she ever went over to his place. Girl, three years and you haven't seen the place, but all you know, he could be living outside of your apartment in his car. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, That's a maybe, very extreme were... scenario. And a very specific scenario. <laughs> it happens. It happened to you? Does it? No, no, it has never happened to me. I've never dated anybody that's lived in their car. That you but know I'm saying of. It does... For real. I have never dated anybody. I can say that with my whole chest, okay? <laughs> but... I have no clue how Ness Man thought in his brain and his heart and his spirit that, you know what, now's the perfect time to take my girlfriend to my room for some sexy time. She can lay in my nest. I don't know how that even made sense to him, but I, I feel like being married has introduced me to so many adult, more adult things. Like, I kid you not, I was waiting on my bed to be delivered when I went up to Maryland and got it. But as soon as came down, she was like, we're absolutely not sleeping on this mattress. We're going up there this instant. And you know what we did? We went the insistent because I guess that's what adults do or something. But there's just some things like decorating. I never even thought to do it. We had no yeah. t- pictures up. We had two couches and a TV on like a little box. But now that's all a of a sudden, pad. yeah, we have like a whole house set now. And I feel like, I don't know why that is. I just don't think things like that are necessary. And she does. Did you hear her? Yes. <laughs> Leave her. One day we're one day we're gonna have to have your wife on the pod. No, I think that men just don't think about those things. Just like how women don't. Like when I got married, obviously my husband was in a bachelor pad, like for real. And he they just don't think. Like literally, they will big old TV, PS4, and a, that's it. Barely a couch. Like that's it. Like they don't need nothing else. The bare necessities. 
No. With, but it's the same thing, though, be with women, though. Like, I don't necessarily always think, and maybe you're different, right? Because you've had experience with cars or whatever, where you've had to learn how to change your tire, do whatever. Right. But I haven't, right? I've never had a, like, car, like, I've never had to learn that. I've never had a car issue. I've never had to learn any of that. It wasn't my world. But being married now, he can add that value to me. Oh, and I can't have that value to anybody either. I'd had no. Well, value. so you need to get it together. <laughs> but there's just basically there's values that you add to each other. As long as the other person isn't opposed to it, I think there's a problem when now the man is opposing someone that's trying to upgrade you. Like Beyonce said, like yeah. no, like I'm yeah. trying to upgrade your life. Don't oppose that. At the end of the day, she needs to leave him anyway because he's selfish. The fact that she let him be comfortable and she slept on the couch and now he's trying to give her for that. Like, that means he don't care about her comfort, her happiness, her nothing. So, girl, leave that man. Yeah, girl. Don't care about you either way. Okay, y'all. Thank y'all for listening and tuning into our podcast. We'll check y'all out in two weeks. Be on the lookout for us. Thank you to my man, James, who gave us his opinions, even though he clearly said he likes to do bird things. (laughs) I didn't say a lot. I was all of it. We appreciate y'all. That's it. Bye.